to another episode of Lowers Podcast. This is the Lowers Podcast on the internet. It's the only time when I'm allowed to talk to a serious about To Catch a Predator. That's right. We can make content out of it. Dude, I've been on a To Catch a Predator spree. I discovered that the torrent of it is getting the legal. <laughs> torrent of it is getting seated again, so I legally downloaded it and I'm, I'm watching like this packet has everything it's got before to catch a predator it's got the raw uncut like the most interesting predators that they've caught it has every episode of the 20 episodes they had before the dude killed himself they had to cancel it amazing that's why they canceled the catch a predator i mean that amongst about another race among were you about races. to say among and then you were worried that i'd start going <laughs> yeah, uh, my favorite, my personal favorite is it makes me so mad because the first episode, they don't have cops there. They just have Chris Hansen. Yelling. The first episode of the first season? No, the first episode. There's only one season, I think. Oh, okay. The first episode, they don't have the cops there. It's just Chris Hansen being like, I'm Chris Hansen. And then you see them just like hightail it out of the house and just run into the woods with their fat flapping. <laughs> they sprint and they got away with that. I mean, besides having well, themselves on TV. Wait a minute. In the first episode to catch a predator, no predators were actually caught. It was to catch and release a predator. Yeah, like a fish. <laughs> you know, this isn't. This is. We're not doing this for sport. We're doing this to put predators away. I mean, but uh, one of the predators got really upset. One of the predators. Oh, oh you think really? <laughs> it's so fun. Like the reveal of that. I'm Chris Hansen. I like the earlier episodes because uh, in later episodes, I guess it started airing while they were still filming it. Mm-hmm. So you have these predators, and they're like they're chatting with the decoys. They're like, "You're not Chris Hansen, are you?" <laughs> <laughs> the decoy's like, no, who's Chris Hansen? I'm 13. I don't know what Dateline is. But this one guy in the first episode, there's this dude uh, who's a rabbi and gets caught. And he's like, I know I'm in trouble. You know I'm in trouble. So why don't we just end this? The cameras come out. He's like, I don't want to be on TV. And then apparently he called Dateline like 13 consecutive times threatening to sue them. And they were like, do you want to do an interview to like explain yourself? He's like, I'll do an interview if you hide my face, obscure my voice, and don't air the original clip of me being a pedophile on television. They're like, obviously, we're not going to do that. <laughs> 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 and uh, they, it's it's before they have the police involved. It's so, by the way, so many people are pissed off emailing Dateline that they uh, deputize the people <laughs> who are chatting online from perverted justice. <laughs> Which is the group that catches the pedophiles? They're like, okay, well, we need—they need to be chatting with the police officer. So we're going to temporarily deputize uh, the perverted justice group so we can arrest them after they. I'm just going to say right off the top, this is something you should have thought about before you came up with the concept of to catch a predator. Like this is—it's not to prank a predator. It's not to punk a predator. Like. <laughs> We, when you watch this show, you assume that these people are being caught and that justice is being done. Well, uh, yeah, apparently a lot of them get, ha- get to walk, too, because they did this investigation very sloppily, according to what I was reading on Wikip- by Wikipedia. Jesus! But, um, so this rabbi shows up at this boy's house and is like, I'm going to molest you. And Chris Hansen comes out and uh, he's like, you know, man, I know I'm in trouble. You know I'm in trouble. Let's just end this. And Chris Hansen's <laughs> like, I'm Chris Hansen with Daylight. And then the cameras come out from behind. And this dude's like, 
freaks the fuck out. He starts like putting his hands over. He's like, this isn't legal. And Chris Hansen's like, yes, it is actually legal. (laughs) (laughs) This time it is legal. If you had come on some of our earlier episodes, you would have gotten away scot-free. No, this was the first episode. Like he's what? like he's like, it's not legal for you to be filming me. And Chris Hansen's like, you're on our fucking property. So yes, oh, it is. Oh, I like that. So they did a follow-up on that guy in later episodes. Apparently, this rabbi called the dateline offices like upwards of 10 times, threatening to sue. And so they called him back and they're like, listen, we didn't do anything illegal. Uh, we're going to air it. But if you want to do an interview, you can come on and like kind of explain yourself. And he's like, OK, I agreed to do the interview, but only if you don't show my face, you obscure my voice and you don't play that clip of me showing up to molest a child. They're like, well, dude, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That show is so fucking good. I like it when they get defensive, too. And they claim to be like. Uh, there's this one guy shows up and he's like, the cameras come out and he's like, yo, bro, I don't want to be on TV. He pulls his hat down. And Chris Hansen's like, well, it's too late for that, bro. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Look, level with me here for a second. What percentage of the pedophiles that they catch get away with it? Oh, I have no idea, but I know uh, part of the controversy section on Wikipedia I was reading about because I wanted to make sure I had all of the episodes in my legal torrent uh apparently one operation every pedophile that they caught got to walk because the perverted justice people didn't didn't like establish jurisdiction or something guys god you're going through all this trouble okay first off i don't like the name perverted justice because when i hear perverted justice i think of a bunch of perverts who've banded (laughs) together to get justice it should be justice against perverts I mean, uh, what do you have to say about people who sit online all day pretending to be 13-year-olds? Yeah, some of them are really good at it. Really good. Really good at it. Um, I like it when they, they hired, like, voice actors to read sections Aww. of the chat, and they can't read everything. Like, I want to lick you and touch you all over. <laughs> like, they, they read portions of the chat, and they have, like, a child voice actor be like, you want to lick ice cream off it? It's very weird. It's very weird. And it's good. And I can't stop watching it. I'm obsessed with it. I think I've seen every one of the 20 episodes in like four days and burned through all of them. Wait, so one of them does like a 1950s telephone operator voice like, I'll bring ice cream and pizza. It will be a great time. I mean, not robotic, but it's like clearly a professional voice actor. And it's just very funny to see. I want you to lick my blank. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Like, but real talk, like, are are they having auditions for this? Because, I mean, I'm looking to get more into voice acting. I want to I wanna audition for the role of uh, actor who lures the decoys in. I Oh, my God. That's my dream job is I want to be because they have girls play the little boys. Right. Exactly. Because they're prepubescent. Hey, man, come on in. I just stubbed the crap out of my toe. I got to go clean it up. My mom's going to murder me if I bleed on the rug. Sit down. I made some sweet tea. How's that? They do. Wait. They do like a little improv scene first? Yeah, they do because uh, sometimes the predators will rush in and like try to touch the decoy. And I guess at some point they're like, all right, we don't want to risk this. They have them hide in another room and call out to them. They have the decoy. Usually what they do is when they're driving up to the house, they have the decoy standing out there wearing something like a ball cap. So you can't really see their face or see that they're not clearly not 13. Okay. And they wave oh, wait, them. You said ball cap. Yeah. I thought you said bald cap. And I was 
was like, why are they pretending to be like an alien abductee kid looking for trouble? This man has a sick fetish for 13-year-olds with cancer. I was saying the same thing. His chemotherapy fetish cannot be sated. He, he must be caged and put away forever. Except he wasn't caged. We didn't do our job very well. We were kind of way more interested in making the TV show part of this than the actually getting justice part of this. Oopsie, my bad, Christopher Hansen. No, they're like a New York Yankees cap and they wave them in and then the decoy runs into like one of the back rooms. It does a cute little improv sketch like, hi, I have to take a shower, but I made cookies on the counter if you want one. And then Chris Hansen comes out and was like, are you enjoying your cookies, sir? <laughs> <laughs> It's great. I he does up. little bits. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's great. And then he reads the chat back to them. And it's, oh, my God. So he's like, uh, obviously, I can't say this on television, but you say you want to blank her blank. <laughs> Do you have a fetish for high heeled boots? <laughs> Like he just reads it back. He's like, "What? What were you gonna do tonight?" He says, "Just hang out." He says, "The problem with that, Daniel, is that I have the chat logs right here. <laughs> it seems like you're interested in doing much more than hanging out with this 13 year old girl." Okay, here's my concern with to catch a predator, which is if they're not doing their homework and they're not putting these predators away. What they're actually doing is creating a race of super predators because now these predators know like what not to say on the chat logs. They know if someone's waving at them with a ball cap, just turn around and go the other way. Like we shouldn't be making our predators smarter. I mean, cagier, harder, harder to catch. I mean, our predators, I, this show obviously has made it like all over, like the concept of people going on chat rooms and looking for 13 year olds. I think this show is what popularized it. So now I hope that the effect that this had, if it was not to put predators in jail, it was to just like plant the seed of doubt in all the I mean, predators. That's good. Brain. Look, that's good. Like you don't know, you don't know. Like back in the day, you pr proposition a 14 year old for sex, you show up and you molest a kid. Now you could be molesting Chris Hansen. You never know. You know what? That's a, that is actually a really good point. Striking fear into the heart of the predator. Heart of predator. <laughs> That's a good thing. Okay. God bless whoever put seeded a torrent with high quality videos, <laughs> including all the bonus material, commentary tracks, the To Catch a Predator flash game they made for its 20th anniversary. It's To Catch Predator Raw. <laughs> That's God the uncut interviews where they just let them sit there and cry for like 15 minutes. <laughs> Sriracha, it sounds like you're having a pretty good time. Oh my god, I am. A predator. I've just been watching old episodes of Futurama. Lot fewer predators <laughs> being caught in what I'm watching. It's just Fry having a good time. Um, oh, actually, speaking of sick, perverted freaks who need to come to justice. So in our building, there's like a little table down in the lobby, and it's like you just leave stuff on it. It's like the we don't want this. Someone take it. <laughs> Table. Yeah. And like two different times in the years we've lived in this building, we've gone down there. And there's just been a full box of Girl Scout cookies. Then it's clear like someone's on a diet. They don't want these samosas. We'll take those things. And someone leaves magazines down there, which is the most boomer, the <laughs> most adorable boomer thing where someone's like, well, I'm done with this People magazine. Maybe someone else would like my People magazine. Subscribing to People magazine in itself is a boomer thing because those magazines, first of all, they come out every week. Second of all, they're like 
stupid expensive, bro. Yeah. Like if you buy it at the checkout at the grocery store, you'll pay like seven dollars. But if you buy it, even if you buy a subscription, it's like a hundred and twenty dollars a year because yeah. they put one out every fucking week. Yeah, I know. But it's but it's like there is a certain population that you could only reach through magazines. It's funny because like we were all like, oh, print media is dead. Print media is dead. It's like, well, until the people reading print media fully die out, like it, it's just if you want to communicate to an 85 year old, you're not going to find them on TikTok. But you know who you'll find on the cover of Us Weekly? Army Hammer in an article called. Army Hammer's twisted double life, worse than anyone knows, risking it all for his sick fantasies. This is all in the cover of Us Weekly. Why his religious family feels he's possessed by the devil. <laughs> like, because he wanted to eat women or something. Listen, guys, it's not that bad. It's not possessed by the devil bad. Like, it's weird shit. He's but- possessed, Sriracha! Possessed by the devil! Army Hammer's dark passenger lurks within. He must be chained in the light of the full moon and every other moon there is, and also the daytime, lest he prey on un suspecting Instagram victims and ask if he can cut off their toes. And eat them. (laughs) What? Army? What are you doing, Army? Army? What are you doing? You're literally the heir to the $475 million arm and hammer fortune. You know that thing, that joke that your name sounds like? It's not a joke. Your family really owns arm and hammer. You can't just hire people to... Act out your weird cannibalistic sex fantasies with you gotta just hit up randos on Instagram army. Yeah, I think that well, I thought that was the only benefit of being like a super. I mean, not the only benefit. I thought that was a major benefit of being a super rich pervert is that you could have somebody do the dirty work. Why is Army Hammer fucking individually propositioning girls to eat their toes on fucking Instagram? First of all, at least make a Google Voice number. You could do it in five minutes. It takes. 30 seconds to get a new phone number to start propositioning girls for gross. Second of all, can't you like visit Epstein's Island or something? That's the, you could hire a little agency to vet candidates, have them sign NDAs. Look, you want the thrill of vicariously hitting people up? They'll buy you a phone with a fake identity army. There are ways to do this. You start in the man from uncle. You think you'd learn something about spycraft. Right. Take some of that baking powder money and put it towards, I don't know, buying hookers cocaine so they could you could eat their toes or something. I never thought I would like the Winklevoss twins more than the guy that played the Winklevoss twins, <laughs> but at least they're out there shilling pistachios and Bitcoin, not shilling, cutting the living beating heart out of an animal and watching it die in front of you so you can get to where you gotta go. Oh, yeah. No, he talks about how he's literally killed animals in that, or like, I don't know if it's animals plural, but don't sue me, Russell Greer. (laughs) Don't sue us. Perhaps it's only one victim. (laughs) But no, he's like, yeah, I did kill an animal. Like, fucking gross, man. Why would you tell that to Instagram? (laughs) It's time to read some of his sick, depraved texts. What? Horrors lurk in the mind of Army Hammer. Let's find out. Let's find out. Are you ready to go through these depraved, immoral, disgusting texts? I want to see if, guys, you need to listen to this and tell me if you think that Army Hammer is or is not possessed by the devil, like his parents do. Yes, listeners. After you hear these texts, tell us if you think Army Hammer should go to prison or to hell. (laughs) Sick purr.
Perfect. Okay. So so here we go. Um, you know, I don't know why people are always uh, making fun of the tabloids. They do a really good job of putting all the best texts in one place. I was going to say, damn, this is a fucking compilation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Sun, which is owned by Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, now that's a good thing. Rupert Murdoch knows a story. Rupert Murdoch's never eaten anyone, as far as I know. Yeah, and if he has, he's probably done a better job of keeping it quiet. <laughs> Headline reads, Explosive Claims. What did Army Hammer's cannibal messages say? Army Hammer continues to deal with considerable fallout from his alleged, quote, cannibal DMs. <laughs> <laughs> alleged? They're right here. You're posting the cannibal DMs. Maybe it's alleged because he never actually ate someone's feet. Yeah, I guess that's true. All right. So uh, would you like to read the first text or should I? Yes, I will. I will begin as Army Hammer. <clears throat> this is my edition for Foot Eater. <laughs> He looks like he sent this to some bitch on Instagram. You live just you just live to obey me and be my slave. I will own you. That's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Would you come and be my property till you die? If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and kept it with me in my pocket. So I always had a piece of you in my possession. Now, what does that mean, listener? I I don't know. I think you know what that means, that this guy's a freak! I a sick freak, Sriracha! That's much as obvious. Now, look, can I give you a note in the reading? Yeah. Okay, now, I think you did a very good job of reading that, like, someone would read it out in the courtroom. You know what I mean? If it were, like, evidence being read into a trial. But I don't know that you got his sick lust. Okay, well, will you show me how it's done? All right. You just live to obey and be my slave. I will own you. That's my soul. Would you come and be my property till you die? If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and <laughs> keep it with me in my pocket so I always had a piece of you in my possession. It's like the least sexy cannibal. <laughs> now, what, now, can I hear a sexy? Okay, you know what? I'll tell you what. With this next line of text... Give me a sexy cannibal here. Okay, this is uh, continuing. These are actual, I'm reading these verbatim. <clears throat> I am 100% a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat you. I need to drink your blood. Why the distance? I decide when you eat, when you sleep, when you blank. I guess that means shit. When you use the bathroom, everything. Promise. Blanking promise. <laughs> you don't get to think about anything except doing what I say. That's your read on Sexy Cannibal? That's your read? Yeah. Where's the love? Where's the lust? Okay. Give it to me one more time, but let me put you in the right frame of mind, okay? Okay. Your army hammer. <laughs> I don't want to be army hammer. Your army hammer. Sick, perverted freak. Okay? <laughs> the world can never know your secret. Never. <laughs> However, your dark passenger speaks, maybe when you don't want it to. You spend all your days and nights on the set of Disney's The Lone <laughs> Ranger. Lusting. Mm, you can taste it on your lips. Mm, the sweet taste of toes and flesh. Now, you finally reach someone who is maybe receptive to your sick urges. Take us there. Uh, I have a director. I have a question. Oh, yes. Uh, I would like to. Do you mind if I mix this with uh, someone with a severe lisp? <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Reimagine like Arnie Hammer as having a severe lisp. <laughs> you know, I like that direction. Let's go with it. Let's try it. 
I decide when you eat, when you sleep, when you sit, <laughs> when you use the bathroom, everything. Promise. Fucking promise. You don't get to think about anything except doing what I say. <laughs> I am 100% got cannabis. <laughs> I gotta say. Well, first off. Because he says, quote, I am 100% a cannibal, I feel like you don't need the alleged part of this article, the son. He literally says he's 100%. If he said I was 50%, 25%, even 5% a cannibal, God, 1% is too much. Yes? Director, uh, for these next messages, I would like to also reimagine him as having a uh, very bad taste of Tourette's syndrome. Okay. <laughs> You know what? Acting is about exploring and trying new things. And if that's what your muse is saying, I, I want to hear it. My muse is also saying that I could probably make this into a pretty good Christopher Walken. <laughs> okay, so so just to now just to make sure we have this all straight. So you're going to play Army Hammer with a lisp, Tourette syndrome, and as Christopher Walken. Well, not all simultaneously, but I could I could workshop all of them for you. Try it all simultaneously and take us there. But I want. To top <laughs> I feel like the same way you are on one side of the slave spectrum. I am on the other side of the master spectrum. And I can't ever imagine another don't slave. Don't lose the list. Take it again. Don't lose the list. And don't lose the tick. I don't want one. I would never do <laughs> as strongly fuck. Too drunk and honest. You are mine, and I am yours. <laughs> I have to say, that's nothing at all what Army Hammer sounds like. <laughs> but I think that's what Army Hammer sounds like. You've managed to channel his inner dark passenger. Fuck, too drunk and honest. You are mine, and I am yours, no matter what happens. And we've tested that to the extremes. Your master. And if I'm not, I... Oh, fuck, he cuts off. I want to know what happens. <laughs> well, you know what? You cut off the tick and the lisp. Now, I'll show you how to play Army Hammer as Christopher Walken with a lisp and a tick. I decide when you eat. <laughs> when you sleep. When you... Fuck. Fuck. Why do you use a bathroom? Everything. I'm on an album and I'm going to Fuck. I want to eat you. I'm going to pee my pants. I'm going to pee my pants. Stop. It was amazing. Holy shit. That's it. You're fired. The director's going to start. Damn it. Now. I'm fired. Thanks for the idea, idiots. <laughs> we got a good show for you today, folks. <laughs> so anyway, Army Hammer, you sick freak. <laughs> you sick freak. Call it of this show, though, Sue. So like, we maybe, what if he likes anime? Let's see. Huh? Army Hammer's Anime Minute. I'm Army in Hammer's anime munchers. <gasps> Army Hammer's anime munchers. <laughs> Who we, would he want to eat? We can, review, we can review Vor and Guru porn. It's eating people. <laughs> Real quick, you tell me what. Is, are Vor and Guru the same thing? No, no. Okay, so uh, Vor. You Am know I going to want to know the difference? No. <laughs> we'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcasts. 
Welcome back to the loudest podcast, loudest podcast on the internet. Now, Asterios, you're a, you're a weed enthusiast, right? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so I know, I know you're a sober boy. You're a sober ho now, but you previously were a f- marijuana fiend. Is that true? I mean, yeah, yes, yes. I fucking... I loved edibles. They would sell these little chocolate bars where it'd be like, this little bar has 14 doses. <laughs> I would just eat the whole thing just to see what would happen. I love weed. So I have a couple of friends, and that true that, brother. So I have a couple of friends that lived out in Philadelphia. If you don't know, Philadelphia has recently uh, legalized uh, not recreational marijuana usage, but usage for medicinal purposes, which I think is funny. And one of my friends managed to get a marijuana card and then the first thing she messages me is yo the next time you visit you got to try this government weed <laughs> it fucks you up <laughs> That's awesome. and it's so funny because i was down the last time i was down there i was like hey uh, she's like oh i'm gonna go to the uh government weed store i was like oh i'll come with you she's like no you just stay here because you're not allowed to go in the store unless you have a card i was like oh really they're like she's like yeah they're really strict about it and then on 420 they send out this email it's like hey you want to get blasted off your ass come to the government weed store we've got 420 deals like they don't seem like they're the, the marketing lines up exactly but i digress um if you know anything about weed you know that a bunch of weed has stupid ass fucking names like the the green the grandmaster perp because weed people are fucking nerds and annoying <laughs> yeah let me think of some of them just like uh the AK-47, like the Cushmaster, like uh, trying to like the White Widow and like they always had these like silly names. Yeah, Right. OK, so uh, I've, I've this is a new game. But I also discovered recently that uh, Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. has an entire like homebrew race category, which is people making up names of race, like inventing their own Dungeons and Dragons races. So uh, the game is, I'm going to read you something, and you have to guess whether it is a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons or a weed. Okay. You ready to get started? Yeah. So, Stereos, are you ready to play Dungeons and Dragons homebrew race or weed? (laughs) (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons homebrew race or weed? Yes. That is the name of the game. I'm as ready as I've ever been. Okay. Question number one. We've got gun-headed motherfucker. Dungeons and Dragons homebrew race or we? Gun-headed motherfucker. Okay. I've seen an anime character that is just a big gun. Like its head is a gun. And it has the the barrel of a gun with the lives. Motherfucker is really weedy though. Like – D&D people curse, but not like weed people. I'm going to say weed strain. Wrong. That's a Dungeons and Dragons homebrew race. The gun-headed motherfucker is described as, from the neck up, is a gun. (laughs) (laughs) The rest is a human. That's all you need to know. And his traits include ability score increase, gunhead, gun, and (laughs) quick draw. Well... I can imagine it would have quick thrusting as it is a loaded gun that is always <laughs> aimed at whatever it's looking at. That seems like it would give you an initiative advantage. All right. Uh, what's the next question? The next we have zombie killer. D&D or weed? Okay. That sounds so much like a D&D homebrew race that I've got to go weed. Correct. That's yes! weed. <laughs> next, Wendigo. <laughs> A Wendigo? Wendigo. Is that a real thing? I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Wendigos, I know them from comic books. Wendigos are, uh, they're like yetis. 
I'm gonna go. Oh, but you would name a weed after a Wendigo because it's like a nerd thing. Like you would name your weed like like Wolfman's secret stash. I'm going weed name. Wrong. It's a D and D homebrew class. But I like your thinking. Next, we have Chem Dog. Chem Dog. Chem Dog. It's like a chemical. Chem Dog. Chem Dog. D and D or weed. Man. You don't want the name chem in your weed. Like the whole thing with weed is that we're pretending that we're better than hard drug users. Like I don't need chemicals. I just have God's green herb that's been slathered in so much miracle grow. I'm surprised it survived. <laughs> I'm going to go homebrew race. Wrong. That's weed. Yeah! <laughs> You're not doing too well. You're doing worse than I thought you would. I'm not doing too well at all. Next, Volcola. <laughs> How do you spell that? V-O-L-K-O-L-A. Volcola. All right. I think that's like a – I've heard that term before in like Overwatch. Like they're like Russian characters in Overwatch. Um, I'm going to go with D&D homebrew race. Correct. It is a D&D homebrew race. It is a breed species of half-human, half-crab hybrids live at the bottom of the ocean. Cool. <laughs> Next, we've got brain in a jar. <laughs> D&D class or we? No, D&D class or D&D race? D &D don't race. change the rules on me here. I'm sorry. I There's don't, a big difference. I'm not a fucking nerd. I don't know what the words mean. Well, I forgive you this time. <laughs> Damn it. That's the best one yet. That could easily be both. Uh, brain in a jar is a classic sci-fi trope. It's always like, they saved Hitler's brain. But... Getting so fucked up that you feel like just a brain in a jar and just chilling out. No problems, no cares. Just a brain in a jar. I got to go weed. Wrong. That's D&D. Damn it. <laughs> Next. Salamander. Weed. Asterius, that's a real animal. That's a D&D race. That's a real animal, Asterios. I understand that there are actually salamanders. <gasps> we would chase them often when we went to Orlando. <gasps> but it's just so, ba it's so basic. It's so basic. Like, uh, you would think they'd call them, because in D&D, like, they always add some word to it, like salamander kin or like, Humamander, like salamanders with legs, like they're not just dragon, they're dragonborn, like when you're like a half dragon, half orc. I, I didn't, I, it was so basic, you screwed me, Sarah, you screwed well, me. This is a real animal, and it's a real D&D homebrew race, just a motherfucking salamander. <laughs> Next, we've got Sperkle. Sperkle? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. There's a real kind of plant called Spurge, but if you're like a fairy, you love it when things sparkle. So this could easily be either the Sparkles. The, he's a Sparkle from Spurkdurkle Dirk. He's, he's, he only speaks Sparklese, and he's given me a map that could only be read in the light of Spurkdurkleton. I'm going with homebrew race. Wrong. That's weed. <laughs> Have you gotten any? I think you got one right. I've gotten so. one of the right. Now, our final question. Uh, maybe you could, this one's uh, for 10 points. <laughs> Perhaps you could save yourself on this one. Wild Hunt Shitter. <laughs> Wild Hunt Shitter. 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 S-H-I-T-T-E-R. Okay. <laughs> 
Now, my instinct tells me that that a wild hunter is more of a class than a race. So it makes me want to say weed. But I've been wrong every other time before when I followed my instincts, as in life. So because I think wild hunt shitter is a weed... I'm going to go with D&D race. Correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's in the D&D and beyond database as wild hunt shitter. But then for the whole description, it's referred to as wild hunt shifter. So I think the dude just spelled it wrong. But that's, but a shifter. You tell me there's a race called shifter. I'm like, got it. They shifted in and out of planes and realities. The wild hunt thing screws that up. Well, it's a wild hunt shitter. It's a wild hunt who shits in the woods. I know what it is. I just don't like it. Okay. And that is the end of D&D Homebrew Race or we. Well, listeners, tweet us and tell us how you did on our new incredible game, D&D Homebrew Race or Strain of Weed. We'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. Welcome back to another episode of everybody's favorite segment, the segment that everybody likes. It's a One Piece Minutes, where we go through all 5,600 episodes, one, piece, one minute at a time. We are still on the introduction of the first episode, and because we skipped it last week, we're doing One Piece Two Minutes. <laughs> two Piece. And a Biscuit. <laughs> are you excited, serious? Yeah, I'm really excited, because it's... I- I don't know. I haven't seen Monkey do much yet, but what he's done, I've liked it. I liked that he's a good little shonen hero, and I feel like I'm Monkey D. Luffy. Like, I'm, I want to go on this adventure. All right, let's check it out. This is minute two of two and three of One Piece, episode one. That's a sea king, a giant dragon. Oh, I didn't realize that included English. You had to be my friend. <laughs> did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that is the next two minutes of One Piece. Not much has happened yet, but what did happen is we met our, our sole female pirate, the lady with the orange hair. Do you remember her? I remember her from the rap. I forget what her thing was. I think she's like fearless or something. Uh, Her thing is that she's a chick. (laughs) Really? Yeah, her name is Nami. She's a thief. And we don't know that yet, but. No, no, no. They said I knew right away she was a thief. And that's really good storytelling. Like so far. All right. So we open on. Uh, the the original opening sequence wraps up, and like we've covered the opening sequence before, it's pretty badass. It's just a bunch of characters. I don't know who they are. They all look pretty cool. Uh, Monkey D. Luffy has a straw hat, and then he tips it, and then another guy with a scar has a straw hat. And I don't know, is that older Monkey D. Luffy? Is that his mentor or something? Like I don't know. I love it. I can't wait to find out who that Scarface straw hat guy is. If you want me to tell you, I can tell you. Yeah, sure. Uh, that is Shanks. And in the manga, the chap- the first chapter of the manga opens with, uh, so Luffy really likes Shanks. He's like a pirate. And Luffy's like, I want to join your crew. And Shanks is like, no, can't do that because you're like six years old. <laughs> so he grabs a knife. Luffy grabs a knife and stabs himself in the face. Like it's some stupid ass attempt to prove he, that he's tough. And Shanks is like, well, uh, that didn't really prove anything. <laughs> so you still can't come. And eventually Shanks saves him from drowning and being eaten by, I think being eaten or drowning. I don't remember if okay. when he eats the uh, devil fruit. But in the process, Shanks get his arm bit off. Jesus! By one of those big sea monsters. They're called sea kings. Yeah. We don't know that yet, but I just want the audience to know that I know. (laughs) (laughs) He gets his arm bit off by sea king. And uh, when it's time to leave port, he gives Luffy his straw hat. And that's when he's like, hey, uh, you just come over. And when you're big enough to go off on your own, be a pirate, you come and find me and return this straw hat to me. And it's like the straw hat's a very important symbol. <laughs> that is cool as hell. Everything you told me is cool as hell. When Monkey D. Luffy stabs himself in the face to prove how tough he is, is he trying to give himself a scar like Shanks? No, he just he does not have a scar in the first panel. And then he's like, I can be a pirate and stabs like as stupid as kids. Kids are fucking dumb. So <laughs> just stabs himself in the face. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> This kid wants to be a pirate so bad that he's willing to shove a knife in his cheek. Um, sh- I like Shanks losing his arm to save this kid. That immediately establishes, like, yeah, this guy's a pirate, but he's also a good guy. Um, the straw hat thing gives our main character a quest. I like that. Like, I always like it when there's, like, a classic uh, mentor character. Like, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars or in Daredevil, they're Stick, you know, uh, who in the Ninja Turtles is Splinter, Splinter, Stick, Ninja Turtles, Daredevil's a ninja. So, like, this is cool. I, I'm looking forward to them reuniting. Um, but the reason I know that that girl is a thief. What's her name one more time? Nami. Nami. Man, it's always perfect. This is perfect storytelling. We open up on a big room full of fancy people and hoity-toity classical music is playing. And whenever Horty Tony Plaza music is playing and a bunch of rich people are dancing, it's like someone is here to rob them and I can't wait to find out who. And then we just cut to a girl and she looks out of place and like someone asks her if she wants to dance and she's like, yeah, all right. Because like he had the sense that she'd rather not be dancing like she's here to do a job. And I'm like, that's a thief. 
they've they established all that in like two shots. Really good work. Oh, so you like this episode? Oh, also, there's a barrel in the water. It clearly has Monkey D. Luffy in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great because we see this barrel floating up and down and then we hear the VO go, uh, episode one, and then it's the title of the episode, and it's, I'm Monkey D. Luffy. I'm going to be king of the pirates. Also very good storytelling. Like, without even seeing this main character, I know what they want. That's the, with a lot of cartoons these days, like, I, they're, with the main character, I don't know what they want. And, and if I do know what they want, I don't know why they deserve to get it. Like, this little kid's in a barrel. What's this kid up to? I can't wait to see what this little asshole's doing in this barrel. He's, is he going to rob this whole goddamn ship? We'll find out on the next episode of One Piece Minute. Yeah. So far, I'm really into this. I've only seen three minutes of One Piece, and I really like it. I'm glad. Um, anything else you want to tell me about these minutes? Uh, no. It's just that it strays from the manga. I was hoping we would see Luffy stab himself in the face. Oh, we don't see that? I mean, we might, but we definitely didn't in this clip. Oh, okay. So in the manga, so the manga doesn't start with this barrel. Thing. No, the manga literally starts with him stabbing himself in That's the face. That's a page one move? Yes. Wow, this manga goes hard. God damn. Who's the name of the guy behind this? Uh, Oda. I don't uh, remember Oda? his name. Yeah. Yeah. Because like- a couple of years ago, I was playing uh, Pokemon Go, yeah. and all the Pokemon had straw hats. And it was because, like, they were celebrating the 20th anniversary of One Piece as, like, a national Japanese holiday. Oh, that's cute. And so, like, literally, like, everyone, like, people on the news were wearing straw hats. Like, everyone was wearing straw hats. And I'm kind of, like, just seeing only a couple of minutes of this, I'm like, yeah, I get why people like this. It's it's pretty good so far. It's One Piece. You are my friend. <laughs> but I will say... The rap is better. Uh, yeah, it's cringier. I mean, and the rap sticks in my brain better, and it's impossible to get out. We're, we've been walking around for weeks now going, yayo, yayo. We have been going around for weeks now going, if our bio rhythms are matched and the dusty treasure map is confirmed, what were they talking about with the bio rhythms and lyrics it's to this? It's the name of the treasure in the grand line. I'm pulling up this lyric. When it comes to personal storms, simply ride aboard someone else's biorhythm. Are they trying to say, like, follow someone else's heartbeat? Is this a very poorly translated thing? Like, Probably, dude. I don't know. <laughs> well, you should. We're going to gather up all our dreams. That's very well translated. And set out in search of something to find. Adventure, excitement, treasure, one piece. One piece. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Loudest Podcast. Remember... We want to know how you scored up. What was the name of that game one more time? Dungeons and Dragons, Homebrew Race, or Weed. <laughs> you can call 848-863-5343 or just record a voice note on your phone or on whatever you can record it with an email to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. We are still sifting through applications for our Council of Autists. So don't forget to take that autism quiz. Tell us how you did. I got big plans for this council. I've, I have a whole sheet of paper on my notebook with just things we can accomplish. Hopes and schemes and nopes and dreams. And memes. Exactly. Individually, we're just fingers. Breakable, fragile, useless. But together, we'll be a mighty fist. A mighty autistic fist. <laughs> Punching through neurodiversity. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey. Hey.